An ATM heist in Missouri, a cross-country investigation leads to the arrest of five Texans. The crime-fighting technology that helped put an end to a months-long mystery. A spike in cedar, and it could get worse. We'll show you why the weather could play a major part in your allergy woes. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush, along with meteorologist Nick Bannon here. And Nick is here to tell us about some strong winds that we have pushing through central Texas. Yeah, and it's these northerly winds that come right behind a cold front this time of year that can cause big spikes in cedar. And we've actually already seen it go up today alone and it could get worse the next couple of days. Uh -oh. Let's show you what's happening outside right now as we have the windy conditions across the area. This is not super strong, but it's very much noticeable. Gusts over 20 miles per hour in some places like in Rockdale, Luling, Fredericksburg gusting to 20. We just lost the Austin sensor, but just a couple of minutes ago, it was gusting to 24 miles per hour. You can see what it's done to cedar. Yesterday it was low. Now it's up to medium and still rising. Mold is coming down as the air dries out. Wouldn't be surprised if we get either higher into the medium category Sunday and Monday, or possibly dipping into the high category here over the next couple of days. So allergy sufferers beware. The cedar may get worse before it gets better. Outside right now, from our central Austin West Shore home camera here on KXAN looking toward downtown beautiful sky you can see the sun has set at 530 but we're still getting a little bit of a glow left with some partly cloudy skies around as well temperatures are in the middle 60s metro and east into the 50s as that chillier air makes its way into the hill country the clouds will depart tonight and then the temperatures will drop and it will be a rather chilly night from 60 at 7 to 55 at 9 and already down to 50 here at 11. Coming up in first warning weather, we'll track the winds for the night tonight, show you when we get a widespread freeze, and finally some rain next week. Mike? Thanks, Nick. The Texas Supreme Court could decide any day now if a mother can have an abortion, even though, with few exceptions, they are banned in Texas. Kate Cox, a 31-year-old in Dallas, filed suit against the state last week. Cox is pregnant and says a screening revealed her baby has full trisomy 18, a fatal condition causing deformities and growth delays in fetal development. In her petition, Cox stated that she does not want to give birth to the baby, only to, quote, watch her suffer a heart attack or suffocation. And she says she wants a chance to try for another baby. On Thursday, a Travis County judge granted an emergency request to allow Cox to get an abortion, but Attorney General Ken Paxton petitioned the Texas Supreme Court to block the order, which it did. This puts a pause on the order while the state Supreme Court considers the broader legal question. There is no word from the court on when a decision could come. Well, those of you living in Kyle are casting votes today to choose a new council member as local runoff elections take place across the country, or the state rather. It's a face-off for the District 4 City Council seat between Laura Lee Harris and Claudia Zapata. Both have a history of public service with Harris previously serving on the city's Park and Recreation Board and Zapata running for Congress. And a big election in Houston where voters are deciding who will lead the nation's fourth largest city. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and Texas State Senator John Whitmire are facing off in a runoff election to be the next mayor of Houston. The winner will replace Mayor Sylvester Turner, who cannot run for re-election because of term limits. We're tracking the results on both of these elections as they come in, and we'll have those numbers for you tonight at 10 o'clock. Going in depth now, both Houston mayoral candidates are in their 70s, which stands out in a booming city that is trending younger. According to the Associated Press, no matter who comes out on 
top. The winner will be the oldest big city mayor in the country. Today, voters are choosing between two candidates who have been in public office longer than the average age of the city's residents. Census figures show the median age of Houston residents is 35 years old. The same data also shows nearly 25% of the city's population is younger than 18, while nearly 12% of residents are over 65. Five Texans are charged with stealing thousands of dollars from an ATM all the way in Missouri in a case that left police puzzled for months. Chris Hayes has more. Five Texas suspects have been charged, and that includes two juveniles who also may be brought here to St. Charles to answer to their alleged crimes. The trail of an ATM heist at this St. Charles Bank of America remained cold for months. So we thought these images of the ATM attack in the middle of the afternoon on August 18th were just the beginning of how police say the suspect's plot would unravel. Investigators used technology to track the masked suspects who drove off with a reported $294,000. St. Charles County Prosecutor Joe McCullough's office is handling the case. No other way to describe it but dogged police work of the officers. Video from a nearby mobile on the run was key, where court records say an accomplice acted as a lookout. License plate reader cameras, along with facial recognition technology, reportedly tracked the suspects all across the St. Louis metro area and ultimately to Houston, Texas, where St. Charles police officers just made arrests. We had eight of our detectives go down to Texas and spend four days uh, on this investigation. Uh, they just came back yesterday, uh, very excited about uh, the information that they were able to obtain down there and the charges that were issued. We first told you about the ATM crime connection to Texas this past June when we revealed multiple cases in a one month period. Then last week, this $45,000 Creve Core ATM attack in the early morning of November 30th was traced to a Texas suspect now charged in St. Louis County. Believe it or not, a case completely unrelated to the St. Charles case. I would be curious to find out why individuals from Houston, Texas came up to St. Louis, specifically St. Charles, to, uh, to commit these crimes. Uh, that, that, that would be part of the investigation that I would like to find out. The St. Charles County Prosecutor's Office has charged Texas residents, 19-year-old Davion Roberts, 24-year-old Earl Beal III, and 40-year-old Kendris Boston, each with felony stealing and kidnapping. An individual was working on one of the ATM machines here in St. Charles City, and when he saw these guys approaching, he knew what was up. He tried to walk away from him or whatever, but they grabbed him, they restrained him, they kept him from walking away from his, his, you know, his liberty, and that, that falls under the charge of kidnapping. Two juveniles have also been charged, which brings that total to five. The juvenile courts keep their names and details private, but it is the plan so far to bring those juveniles up here to St. Charles to go through that juvenile court process. That was Chris Hayes reporting. Still to come, Central Texans getting in the holiday spirit with a snowy celebration on this warm December day. And Westlake in the state semifinals in a rematch with North Shore. That's coming up later in sports. Not quite a Christmas miracle, but snow in Round Rock when it was in the 70s today, that still is pretty cool. In the spirit of the holiday season, the Chaseco, Chasco YMCA put together the Christmas Dreams and Snowy Things celebration. Kids got to play holiday-themed games, decorate Christmas cookies, meet Santa, and take sleds down a snow-covered slide. I think the response can be seen behind us in the line for the snow sled. I mean, it's not every day that people get to slide down a three-story slide. You got that right. The YMCA says 100,000 pounds of snow was used for today's event. Probably didn't last very long, Nick. 
I don't think so. In fact, I feel bad. We did not predict snow in Round Rock today. No! Yes, there you go. High temperatures got to 75 in Austin. That's a full 10 above normal. That was before the afternoon cold front came through. But it meant that we're 9 for 9 this month. Warmer than normal days every single day through today. That changes tomorrow. We'll show you the big cool down and eventually the rain in first warning weather. Welcome back. We're looking at some of the major damage left behind by severe storms in Clarksville, Tennessee, where earlier today a tornado touched down. Damage video from Clarksville shows power lines bent, trucks turned over, and major damage to homes with some losing half of their roof. Sounded like earlier this evening from near downtown Nashville as storms move through Middle Tennessee, the sound there of tornado sirens. Tornado warnings stayed just north of downtown Nashville by early this evening, but uh, still some uh, severe weather moving through the area now, as you can see there on uh, the radar. Zooming in, several tornado warnings still affecting portions of Tennessee and tornado watches in place there as well. We'll continue to watch the situation there. It does look like the uh, worst of the storms are now clearing southeast of Nashville, but we'll have more on the damage that they've been dealing with uh, coming up tonight at 9 and 10. Let's show you the big situation for us. This is actually associated with the same cold front. The storms there in Tennessee is the cold front that moved through central Texas earlier this afternoon. Now it's heading toward Houston and it is bringing a line of severe weather along with it, but bringing us no rain. We got the dry side of this cold front. Now we're just getting the cold and the wind and you can see what temperatures uh, are doing across the state and they are falling. And that's thanks in part to the clearing sky that will allow the temperatures to continue to fall tonight as the air dries out and the chilly air just blows in from the north and west. This is how it looks. A gorgeous view from the Indeed uh, camera there at the domain of the setting sun. The sun set at 530, but we're still getting a little glow in the sky. You can see those temperatures falling from 65 Four now in Austin to 50 in Abilene, 36 in Amarillo, and this chilly air is heading our way through the night tonight. Notice how these temperatures fall, widespread 50s by 9, and then it's 40s, and even a good amount of you in the hill country beginning your Sunday in the 30s, although we think we'll be very close to 30s in Austin. Uh, we're going to go with a low of about 40 here tomorrow morning. We don't warm up a lot tomorrow. Highs in the 50s everywhere, very close to 60 in Austin, but that is a below average day, below average by about six degrees. And then here we've been talking about it for a few days, the potential for the most widespread freeze of the season so far coming Monday morning, still forecasting a low of 32 in Austin, which is a freeze. We haven't had one at Camp Mabry yet. And then some 20s for parts of the Hill Country and even our eastern counties. Uh, so certainly a chilly morning expected here Monday morning. Anytime we talk about a freeze, remember the four P's, pets, plants, people, and pipes. Although this would be more of a light freeze and not the type that would probably cause uh, you uh, problems for your pipes. It is going to be windy here through the night tonight with gusts over 30 miles per hour here through the middle of the night. The winds do back off a little bit tomorrow, but it's still going to be breezy out of the north gusting 15 to about 25 miles per hour or so through midday those wind gusts do come down as we head into tomorrow afternoon so our forecast then tonight we'll call it a low of 40 clearing skies 
gusty winds here tonight, widespread 30s in the hill country. With the wind and the chill, it is going to feel colder than the air temperature tomorrow morning. That feels like temperature known as the wind chill. This is what it will feel like on exposed skin tomorrow morning, 30s and 20s. So certainly feeling more like a winter beginning of your day here tomorrow. At least the wind backs off later in the day, but a high of 59 will probably only feel like the low 50s at best later in the day. We are eventually tracking some rain. Those chances start to build west of 35 on Wednesday. They grow a little bit more on Thursday, but by far the highest rain chances of the week coming on Friday as a slow-moving storm system moves from west to east. Rain tapering off, we think, Saturday morning before drier weather settles in for next weekend. Looks like half an inch to an inch of rain for the metro and our eastern counties, about an inch and a half in some spots in the hill country. Beneficial rain coming later next week, but we don't get any rain around until Wednesday. And you can see the drying trend as we head through the the day on Saturday. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Texas basketball trudging through non-conference play as they are now inside of a month away from their final trip around the world. Of the Big 12, they hosted Houston Christian, seeking their seventh win of the season. Pick it up in the first half. Tristan Moore to Bonky Maring for the bucket. That jumper is good, and Houston Christian only down by one. Yeah, you heard me right, but... Texas starts picking it up. Caden Shedrick with the steal, turning defense into offense. Rodney Terry likes that. That layup makes it 24-17. Texas, then Max A. Smith giving it ahead to Tyrese Hunter, who throws it ahead to Dylan Mitchell with the windmill jam to put the Longhorns up by 11. After that, late first half, A. Smith with the beautiful layup right there to put Texas up by 20. They ended the first half on a 19-0 run. And then Max A. Smith. With the great pump fake and the corner three to put Texas up by 19. He had 16 points to lead the Longhorns. Texas win 77 to 50 over Houston Christian getting that crucial victory. All right, volleyball. Texas will face Stanford tonight for the chance to go to the Final Four in the regional final in Palo Alto. Texas has faced Stanford before, losing in straight sets at Gregory Gym. That match was very early in the season, and as evidenced by Thursday's dramatic regional semifinal win over Tennessee, the Longhorns are different now. So there's some different wrinkles that we have that uh, we weren't utilizing the last time, but you know they're playing extremely well right now. They've got a lot of firepower, and uh, they serve and pass at extremely high level. So um, it's going to be a big challenge for us, but um, we got to stay locked in and, and play Texas volleyball. All right, the thing about that Texas-Stanford match in September was the 2022 championship banner was unveiled, so the Cardinals spoiled the party that night. Tonight, Texas gets a chance to spoil the party on Stanford's home court. 9 p.m. start time for this one. High school football Westlake is looking for revenge themselves. They had a rematch with North Shore in the state semifinals. The action from Pflugerville when sports continues after this. They didn't speak on it until this week, but revenge has been on Westlake's mind after losing to North Shore in last year's state semifinals. They got their chance for get back today on the same semifinal stage. This time a little closer to home in Pflugerville, also shown on our sister station KBVO. Pick it up in the first quarter, no score. Westlake's Reese Wise, the quarterback, keeps it himself and runs in for the touchdown. Westlake strikes first. Second quarter, though. Tied at seven. DeAndre Hardeman for North Shore. Eight-yard touchdown run. That speed a little tough for Westlake to handle there. 14-7 Mustangs. Third quarter, same score. Westlake, though. Jack Kaiser says, I can run for a touchdown and from way further out. That's a 45-yard touchdown. 
for the Shaps. 70th career touchdown run for Kaiser. And the Shaps fans go crazy. Late third quarter, third down and four. North Shores Hardeman gets stopped. So the Mustangs will settle for a field goal to go up 17 to 14. Under two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Westlake, fourth down. Reese Wise looking for someone. His pass bounces off of Brody Wilhelm and it's intercepted by Jarvin Coles, his second interception of the game. He takes it deep down into Westlake territory and that pretty much does it for Westlake. The Shaps undefeated season ends in the state semifinals with a 23-14 loss to North Shore, not one. Congratulations to Westlake on another great season. NHL stars trying to win two in a row, hosting the Las Vegas Golden Knights. First period, Las Vegas up 1-0. Zach Whitecloud with the goal here to make it 2-0 Golden Knights. Still in the first, Jamie Benz shot off Logan Thompson's glove, but Evgeny Dadunov with the rebound goal. Stars on the board, 2-1, sixth goal of the season for Dadunov. Third period, though, 3-1 Vegas. Roddick Fox's pass doesn't clear, and Mark Stone takes advantage. 4-1 Golden Knights after that goal, and Vegas hands the Stars a 6-1 loss in Dallas. And finally, real quick, MLS Cup final today, Columbus Crew. They beat LAFC 2-1, denying LAFC a second straight MLS Cup. Thanks for watching, everybody. Okay.